This is the podcast for April 29th, 2011. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Wingnut Conspiracy Mobius Strip, it's The Professional Left with Drift Class and Blue Gal. At David fucking Brooks this past Sunday, I folded three baskets of laundry. Yeah, nothing worse than angry laundry. Angry, <laughs> angry laundry. I yeah. stopped back to the bedroom and closed the door, and I just. Uh huh. You came back about twenty minutes later. Are you mad at me about something? <laughs> no, I'm mad at David Brooks. I can't watch oh. him anymore because usually yeah. I'm at church. That, that was my punishment for playing hooky yeah. on Easter. See, see. I, I had to watch David Brooks lie. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and to escape from his lies, I flipped over to Fareed Zakaria GPS. No, and he, <laughs> and there he, he was, was on David, there, too. There he was again. He's well, fucking he was, Zelig. He's he everywhere. He is, but he was the, – the specific lie that he was talking about I, really freaked me out because it was about natural gas. Really, we have to give up the fantasy of wind and solar. Yep. <laughs> and this fucking hippie pipe dream. I just you – know. how many shares of – Pacific Gas and Electric does David Brooks own? Yeah. You know? And when did he get to be an expert on anything? On natural gas production. Oh, and then he said something about um, we don't have enough infrastructure for the natural gas. We need more infrastructure for natural gas, which means he wants, you know, we need more energy subsidies for alternative fuels like natural gas, which is so alternative, you know? I know. You know, As you might remember, it was a, it was it was uh, last week mm-hmm. um, when we were having dinner uh, or a, a nosh with uh, Arvin, a friend of ours named Arvin. Yeah, from Sex Gender Body. Yeah, Sex Gender Body. And I was I was trying not to get wound up, but I got pretty wound up about just I was very frustrated. I and just Arvin you know, was saying some things that were really true and very upsetting. Yes, uh, about how racist Western society really is, not yeah, just is, the United States. Not, not just birtherism. No, but, no, and not and, just Trump and not just birtherism, but really that all of American society is based on the cheap a labor. gun and a cross going mm-hmm. after the brown person. Brown women, especially. And brown women, especially. Cheap, the cheap and free labor, the forced yeah. labor around the world, from phones to underpants, yep. the, the cheap and free labor of brown women. Brown women. Of, of, yep. And that we are an empire, and we yep. go around the world exp- you know, using our military and using our, our, yeah. our economic influence to make it possible for us inside the empire to live a relatively luxurious life. At the expense of lots of people around the world. That empire is concentrated uh-huh. in D.C., Virginia, New York City, and Los Angeles, which expects yeah. the rest of the country to drink fracking fluid. Right. This is going to make Wall Street richer. Ooh, and when you or right. I get wound up about David and we Brooks. Do. <laughs> well, I got wound up last night with Daily Show. You, went, you called me and said you're going to bed, and, and I called you ten minutes later crying because – Elizabeth Warren was on talking about American families and nobody else is doing it. What? I just cried and you, I know. I know. And you, I was all I was just really upset and then I thought you reminded me that you and I talk about American families too. Yes. Once or twice. And that Elizabeth Warren exists in the world. Yeah. yeah. She you is reminded she is me not, that she's a real thing. So yeah, she's not a fantasy. And she is a let's face it, she is 
however dyspeptic you know some of our our listeners might be about the Obama administration. Well, and we are too. But we are too. She is a pro- she would not be in any position to say anything about anything. However, in a we Palin call. administration, yeah. yeah. Imagine. I, in fact, I was going to just put up a picture of Elizabeth Warren on the Daily Show and a picture because I did watch about five minutes of Sarah Palin on Greta Van Susteren because uh-huh. she's been assigned to Greta. I mean, yeah. it's really sad. That's- that's her minder now. That's, that's her, her minder now because, you yeah. know, obviously Roger, Roger Ailes has decided he's just got to put her in this litter box over here, yeah. you know, yeah. and let her let her dig around. But, you know, spot the difference <laughs> between Sarah Palin and Elizabeth Warren. It's pretty yeah. obvious. Well, and, and under President Palin, there'd be, you know, Joe the plumber would become Joe the consumer advocate. Yeah. Or not, you know? No, I don't think they would even have that. It would be you – know, Sarah Palin last night was talking about, you know what, Barack Obama can't fix the economy. He should get out of the way and let American enterprise save the day. Yeah. Well, there'd be somebody in charge of fielding questions about why is my credit card company screwing me and how come they're ripping me off and how Freedom. come the credit card statement – and and it would be Joe the you know economists yeah <laughs> you know uh, spelled with a Y so it's not an actual economist right or we, something we, like that we need more tax cuts for small businesses because they're the job creators that's he'd the be answer. in charge of standing up everything the reason I brought up our, our dinner with Arvin is he pointed out that look there is an empire yeah you, you know you and, the, I'm, I'm, and I'm we're in it yeah putting, we're in it and it has spokespeople yes. <laughs> Yeah. And these spokespeople are named David Brooks, mm-hmm. David Frum, um, David Pokey Gregory. Yep. And, and their job is to keep pounding home this mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. the lie, the centrist, both sides yeah. do it, both sides are wrong. If we can yep. just compromise a little bit more, just give up a little bit more lie. Their job is to pound that lie home mm-hmm. every day for the multi-millionaires and billionaires yep. who live in New York and D.C. and L.A. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a shit about anybody else. They don't yeah. give a rat's ass. They don't, they, David Brooks has no more fucking clue as, uh, how, about a, how normal people live in America yeah. than you know mice have about calculus. He has yeah. no fucking clue. What he does is he has a, a bunch of friends who are all in the same club who circle jerk each other. And he occasionally, you know, looks at behavior science that somebody has done about something and goes, oh, that's interesting. And he produces a crappy novel with full of stick figures that all of his friends buy and drive it to the top of the New York. But this is, you know, he's, Arvin put his finger on it. He said, your frustration is because, um, you want into that circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not really. No, I just, I want, I want that circle to, to encompass different points of view. And I think his gist was, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Because the, any point of view other than the, the regurgitated crap that everyone knows, David Brooks's columns are full every week of people screaming at him for being a, a tepid, mediocre, crappy right. Right. apologist writer, and it makes no fucking difference at no, all. No, because every unless week, it's making the rich and powerful, taking the rich and powerful and giving them more of what they've got, exactly, it's worthless. They have one constituent, and it ain't you and me, Blue Gal. Yeah. It's rich corporate. Clowns, mm-hmm. and as long as David Gregory is making their balls feel nice and toasty in his mouth, mm-hmm. David Gregory will. It doesn't matter how bad and how crappy and how foolish and how obscenely um, and cavalierly he treats the truth, and how 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 many liars he puts on his show and never questions their veracity. As long as he's making his cohort of billionaire owners happy, he's never going to be off the but air. But I think we need to. I think what we need to do, Drift Glass, is. 
flip that over uh-huh. and and talk about who has the who has no voice. Couldn't and if we if we sit here and talk about David Gregory said this and David Brooks said that, exactly. and and that's our show. That's not we haven't show. even told a tenth of the story. No, that was a terrific segue. Believe me, we did. We don't rehearse this. <laughs> stuff. We, just, we just sort of chatted up. But you're right. You're right. That part part of it is sort of calling that b- bullshit out as bullshit. But the rest of it is giving voice to the 99 percent of the other people, or 90 percent mm-hmm. of the rest of the opinions in the world that never get a hearing. Well, yeah, and I just I I think I told you this a couple nights ago that you know I've reached this golden mean. <laughs> this is funny. It's for all of you numbers geeks out there. The odometer on my car and the balance on my mortgage are now both at about the same number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cross the stream, you go. <laughs> exactly. It's like my car's getting up into the you know mid six figure between one and two hundred thousand, and I'm thinking. You know, it hmm. sounds like there's a gerbil in there somewhere, and it's uh, it's the ghost of Jessica Awesome Internet gerbil sitting in yes. my engine, and mm-hmm. I keep I had this really guilty thought the other day of you know maybe if the economy stays bad I'll be able to afford a new car next year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe they'll give it away and give me one, but a minivan. Well, now you know? you're talking about the 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 the. the Thoughts of of common thoughts of many many of many many, many people of you know can I when, will they still have some sort of thing where I can get a minivan for you know under three hundred dollars a month you know this is that's what people think you know can I and will I be able to afford that I mean that really would be a stretch for me right now but but <laughs> I think you know the streams are crossing and hopefully the mortgage <laughs> is going in the opposite direction from my car odometer but. That's what people are dealing with. They're driving old cars and trying to pay off their debt. You know, that's well, and, and, what I think Joe Biden, at- you know, what this administration hasn't done enough of in the past 18 months and what Liz- Elizabeth Warren did that made me cry is, you know, talk about that kitchen table that people are sitting around that David Brooks doesn't eat at a kitchen table. He eats at a breakfast table. And a breakfast table is where breakfast is brought to you. A kitchen table is where you sit and wonder where the next breakfast is going to come from. And, you know, that was Joe Biden's thing was around the kitchen table. And I I made a joke post about that, that, oh, you know, Joe Biden was sitting there thinking, what could I come up with that the Republicans haven't used yet? I know, sitting around the kitchen table. (laughs) Well, you know, and and I don't know a lot of house. I I know some households, but mm-hmm. where people sit around in desperate, you know, straits trying to figure out how they're going to make how they're going to pay their bills this month, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much less put their kids through college. No. Yeah. And their their number one concern is you know Barack Obama birth certificate. No. Um, however, the difference between the the sort of the white knuckle fear of you know, if if one more thing in this economy breaks, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that fragile for millions and millions yeah. of people, us included. Yep. You know, we're not at all exempted from the laws of causality and yeah. fate. And that's and actually one economics. of my huge fears about Netroots Nation is that anyone coming there thinking that they're going to meet us or see our Twitter stream and try to go meet us is going to expect any level of glamour. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
you know, we've got wear, news for you. We're middle-aged yeah, hippies. You know, yeah. where are you going to be? Please, where are you going to be shocked? You're going to be shocked, people. We are middle-aged hippies. Uh huh. So and, and you know, and and lucky. We're very yeah. lucky. People. Let's, let's, and loving it. Yes. Love. But, we're very lucky people, but we are not in any way exempted from the laws of you know the the sweep the sweep of economic fate that has swept up everyone else in the middle class yeah, we're being yeah. tempest tossed like everyone else we yep. know yep. and we're you know we're both one boo boo one mistake one crack one yep. you know, paycheck away from disaster yep every fucking so it's week in your house payment. Just like yep. we know. the house payment and, and, won't be there if that check doesn't come through yeah it really is that, that bad and and that kind of recession fear has been there before mm mm-hmm. mhm We've, you know, mm-hmm. we probably both lived through, you know, three or four times before. Yeah. And, and certainly watched our parents do it. Yep. But there's always a sense that tomorrow <laughs> things might be better. Yeah. That a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, things, things will eventually turn around. That sense is now gone. The, the sense that, you know, we have mortgaged that future. Yep. We as sold nation, that. As a nation, we, and no one is listening to us get that back because tax cuts, because Grover Norquist. Has right. made has made people sign a pledge, and so there's no way to get any more investment in this country from people that can afford to be patriotic enough to invest in their country because they're global citizens. You right. know, they're well. No, we just send the jobs where the market is, not where the cheap labor is. That's what that's what our jobs per. Isn't that the guy from GE or where? Yeah. Where was he from? Jeff Immelt. Yeah. No, no, we're not sending it where the cheap job is. We're just sending it where the market is. So, and, that's, and so America is left behind. America is left behind. Mm-hmm. And we are, as a nation, we are one paycheck away from yeah, from snapping nation. into a into a third world, you know, mold from which we would have a very hard time recovering. And, and there, there are, are enough gargoyles in the U.S. House, yeah, well, who are willing thing. to just set that's it the, on fire. That's the problem. We're headed for rough roads ahead, and that old van we're in mm-hmm. can't take another pounding like this. Yeah. And there, there is a smooth road, a high road, a good road. A, a, it's tough, but we can make it. And there's this horrible, you know, beyond here be monsters road. And the Republicans have shackled themselves the to the steering yeah. wheel and said, we're not fucking leaving. We're taken. We're yeah. taking this whole fucking thing down with us. Mm-hmm. And you can see where it's going. And And that's where it gets to be terrifying. Yeah. Because if this were a hurricane or you know a, a, an earthquake or a natural disaster, we could shrug our shoulders and say, "Well, that's just too bad. That's unfortunate." This is a disaster that is being perpetrated deliberately yes. by. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the only thing we manufacture anymore. Ha ha ha! Is economic catastrophe. Yeah. You know, it is a it is a disaster that is in the making. It's actually happening as you watch it. By people that your fellow citizens and mine elected to office, exactly, and and are message. satisfied with, yeah, and happy, yeah, it just happy amazes with. me. Now we've put our finger on the problem. We all, as a nation, I think it's fair enough to say, everyone who isn't, you know, part of the imperial guard like Brooks is, we all share the same fear about the future, the, the dread, that you know, the feeling in the pit of the stomach that something is fundamentally broken mm-hmm. and it's not getting fixed. It's like you know Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, we we lost a whole city and we never quite got around to rebuilding it. Yep. You know, we just sort of let that go, and that's what happens when empires fall. Is you know, you sort of let things go. You lose a city, lose a state, lose lose a lose a country, 
lose an economy, lose a whole generation, yeah, you just sort of let it go because it doesn't affect you. That's not you. That's not your name. That's not your neighbor. And all these things are fixable. Yeah. But the concentration of wealth, not just economically but geographically, is a big part of the problem. Uh Um, I haven't lost hope, Drift Glass, because I think people are starting to wake up and – We've just started this battle, but this is a war. I think we're all finally realizing, oh, my God, this is a war, and we're outnumbered, and we're outfunded. Mm-hmm. Um, numbered in terms of uh, megaphones, we're outnumbered. Yes. We're not outnumbered in terms of you know, people. Boots on- Hell no. no. <laughs> poor you always have with you, Jesus says. Yeah. <laughs> There's always plenty of man. God's making more of his poor people. Yeah, but I think there's there's an awakening going on that is you know you you see the town halls and uh, re- yeah. you know Republicans are getting uh, getting it handed to them and I hope I don't know if you read today that Harry Reid has decided that the Senate will vote on the Ryan tax yes. tax and spend plan. <laughs> so, yeah, which is very good because I don't think any Republican who votes for this. First of all, I think every Republican should have to vote on this. Yeah. And if they vote for it, um, not only should they be voted out by <laughs> their constituents, but they shouldn't be able to poop right for a week after their constituents are done with them, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's what's happening. You know, there's a lot of Republicans uh, saying, you know, th- they didn't run on this. Oh, really? You're having some buyer's remorse. Well, yeah. it's about time. Well, I, I think if you and and if you put that into um, Babelfish, yeah, and translate it, the the the, the phrase that um, they're really saying that they will never say out loud because they're not they're cowards. We're wrong. Is liberals are right? Yeah, liberals we're wrong and liberals are right. Holy yeah. fuck, liberals been right about a lot of shit, and yeah. I've been wrong about a lot of shit. And that no, maybe I happen. should just turn this fucking radio off and stop listening to these liars who keep telling me these terrible things. Of course, they're not going to do that. No. No. They're incapable. They're they're. They're really – they're basically very cowardly people mm-hmm. who are not up to taking – or not up to being citizens. Yeah. They don't have it in them. They don't have the guts to be a, a real American citizen. They have well, – they want to hide. I did talk to one guy in my church um, over a year ago who uh-huh. said he stopped watching Hannity because he couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Well, so, no I mean, it does him. happen. It does happen. Um, so we got that yeah. – so now we got that one guy. We got that one guy. <laughs> well, and, and the guy, the people that stopped watching Beck, that was a lot of people. That was two thirds yeah. of his audience. Well, so, I, I have, I have a friend who who changed his political uh, orientation over yeah. the last fifteen years, and he's really much more. I know it's hard for you to admit, Drift Glass, but no one yeah. is beyond saving. <sighs> now. No. Moving on, I don't want to get into that theological argument with you. Tonight. That's right. Just, just wave that red flag in front of me. <laughs> la, 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 la. We had a listener write us this week uh-huh. named Greg. He's a college student. We love our college student listeners. And by the way, if you're listening from a college campus and you have a campus radio station that would like some free content, Drift Glass and I are, would be delighted to be on your college radio station for free for a segment. Just come in, talk liberal politics, talk podcasting, talk about what the youths of America can do. 
to organize and and be alert, and we'd be happy to do that. Talk about any issue that you want to talk about. So about your, about your crazy music and your <laughs> get off my lawn yes. and, and all that yeah 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 nonsense the kids are to these days. Sure, we'd love to be uh, pulling up the old rocking chair to the wireless device. And I'm afraid we're part of the generation that one that worries that Lady Gaga will never go away. <laughs> As Esquire magazine said yeah. this week, <laughs> we're that generation. So. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I know, I know all things past, Blue Gal. So <laughs> one day, one day, Lady Gaga will be looking at some 22 year old pop star, going, "Fucking derivative, man! <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is ripping me off." And behind her will be Madonna. Madonna, and behind her, yes, yeah. it goes on and on and on. Um, yeah. Let's read let me read Greg's letter to sure. you. Sure. My suggestion comes from your podcast of last week where you both thought that there should be liberal talking points or memes and I think that is an excellent idea. Now you guys claim you are the professional left, so I challenge you to put up or shut up. Why not give us the talking point and meme of the week? We can just say the simple sentence or phrase to our conservative friends and relations. Who better than you guys? If Rupert Murdoch has Fox, we have you. I really hope you guys do this. You have the passion, wit, and intelligence to slice right through the baloney. And I would repeat your words of wisdom ad nauseum to those deserving. First of all, my, my response to him was one of the big problems that we have in liberal circles is we are not authoritarian. And so it's, right. we're not right. going to follow, you know, hopefully we will never have a Grover Norquist. To tell us all to sign a pledge that, you know, will make us in lockstep with one another. That's not no. our strength. No. Uh, and we're not interested in being <clears throat> that kind of leader that says, you know, now this week, everybody, here's what you say to uh-huh. your conservative friends. That's not our style, and it's not something that we want to do. However... Yeah, however, Greg, you know, you did give us food for thought, and it's not as if we want to give you talking points or memes, but I think we can um, talk about communication a little more and how we communicate and also sort of some of the themes that we might focus on. And I really think the Social Security Medicare thing is a theme, the theme of society, the theme that if you get cancer – you shouldn't lose your house, and I will contribute in taxes and energy and so forth to make sure that you, that you're taken care of because that helps me and our society be better, and I believe in that. That's a theme that we can keep running through. We all belong to America, and if we love this country, we have to take care of each other. It's not yeah. welfare cheat. It's not, you know. Yeah. Taxpayer and freeloader, that's the way the right wants to frame everything. It's society. And we are a society that has to take care of the streetlights. We have to take care of the sewer systems. We have to have a post office. We have to have fire stations. We have to have schools. Hello? We have to have schools. And Um, and the schools mean teachers. Yeah. And and the teachers mean paying teachers. Mm -hmm. And, And the fire department means paying firemen. Pay, and being taxpayers who aren't teachers and aren't firemen means having jobs that pay a decent wage so that your taxes are sufficient to pay for mm-hmm. schools. And when you turn and you on the what? faucet, it's water and it's clean enough to drink and you don't uh-huh. have to 
pay somebody a profit to have clean drinking water, you know, and there's no fracking fluid in your drinking water because we as a society have laws and rules that say and regulations that say that's not okay. Well, let me let me suggest something as a, as an exercise. Yeah. For our audience, a writer's exercise. One of the earliest writing teachers I ever had didn't diddle around a lot with, you know, content. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to write, you know, if you're if you're teaching someone the, the craft, how to how to express themselves, how to put things together on the page, how to separate out what's unimportant from what's important. You can teach a certain level of craft, but you're never going to teach. You can make a good writer very good, but you're, you're hardly ever going to make a bad writer into a very good writer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things a teacher taught me early on was he took a five or six or seven page story of mine um, that I had, you know, I had given birth to, <laughs> <laughs> and it was my baby. And you don't want to touch. And he just ripped the first four pages off of it and said, "Your story starts on page five. The rest of this is just crap. <laughs> it's wow. just a bunch of setup. It's a bunch of lead up. It's a bunch of nonsense. This is a really good story. You can really go a lot, a lot with this, but this is all just junk. And really, that's what I needed. I didn't need someone to tell me how to be, um, how to use language correctly. I needed yeah. someone to tell me where the fucking story starts and where it stops mm-hmm. and how to tell it right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And here's my suggestion for our listeners: is, you know, I, I would begin sentences, for example, when discussing fa- the failures of the right of the policies you support. I'd, I'd use phrases like "it is immoral that." Mm-hmm. Make it a matter of morality. Be proud of your moral position because mm-hmm. you have, you have mm-hmm. a strong one. Yep. And let's um, give and an example right- of that. It is immoral that a cancer patient should have to choose between cancer treatment and owning their house. Immoral. It is immoral. immoral. It is immoral that a senior citizen would be thrown on the streets mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. provide tax breaks for rich people. Yep. That is immoral in this country. And it is cowardly. I, I have no problem calling Republicans cowards. These are the people that used to call themselves the party of personal responsibility, who have taken no personal responsibility for the fact that their party is a shithole and their party is what's fucking this country up. Yep. So if you vote Republican, you're a coward. Mm-hmm. You're a coward. You're a gutless coward. You don't have the guts to come out and actually talk about issues. So you hide behind shit like ACORN and birth certificates and Obama's a socialist because you don't have the fucking guts to come out and talk about the real decisions as a grown-up citizen you need to make to make the society work. Mm-hmm. Because you're afraid you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a hollow person. You've mm-hmm. got nothing inside but mm-hmm. a bunch of bumper stickers that have yeah. been shit into you by Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And that's their great fear, that there really is nobody inside. But they're so un- it's they're- cowardly that. Let's give, give me a it couple is, sentence ex- examples of that. It is cowardly to go after the president of the United States on his birth certificate. It is cowardly to listen to Sean Hannity mm-hmm. and not think for yourself. It is cowardly to come after poor people and old people and minorities as if they're not really Americans. Yes. That's the act of a coward. Mm-hmm. Only a coward would do things like that. And if you're listening to Rush Limbaugh, you're a coward. Yeah, you're a pussy if you're listening, if you're repeating ditto head talking points. But that- yeah. That's the, those are, that's how you start sentences. But what I would say is this, as liberals, and I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else, is, um, we have a habit of qualifying and predicating and as reclining, <laughs> who I like a lot. <laughs> I like him a lot too. 
but he <laughs> ramps up to his point by, can you believe? And he, he wants to be very um, even-handed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it certainly seems as if Republicans are acting in a way that is not perhaps in the best interest of America. No, that's not how you make an argument. Yeah, you speak in simple declarative sentences. Republicans hate this country. Obviously, this policy proves yet again Republicans hate this country. Mm-hmm. That's something Ezra Klein can't say. Yep. He's, he's, he, he is all, well, he because is, he works for the Washington Post. So, exactly. You know, so that's going to be his he, job. He, yeah. Don't take your cues from media people. Yeah. Media people yeah. Have yeah. professionally get paid to look dumbfounded every time the right does something dumb and, and they say, can you believe it? Yeah. Don't end your sentences with question marks. Mm-hmm. End them with exclamation points and periods. Make them short. Five, six, seven words long, declarative and clear. And just practice doing that every and, time. And you, send us some. Send send them to me on yeah. Twitter at Blue Gal, or yeah. uh, send them to us at our email address proleftpodcast at gmail dot com. We would love to hear from you. Give us a complete this sentence. It is immoral that, or it is cowardly that, and we'll read them on the air. We'd love to do that. In, so in declare in, in declarative voice. Declarative and, and, sentences. And as you listen to yourself think and talk. <clears throat> Notice how much of your own language is devoted to qualifying and mm-hmm. footnoting mm-hmm. what you're about to say and then drop all that shit. Yep. Because nobody is going to be sitting there documenting. If you have to go back and cite sources and you know uh, data, that's fine. You have a lot in your back pocket, but don't waste time. You know, ramping up to your fucking right, point. Right, because a lot of people Get don't have right the attention away. span to even deal with that, and they're afraid right. to and deal with it. And if, but if you say to them, it's immoral that your mother, whoever they're right. talking to, has to worry about her health care, so that yep. Paul Ryan can give a tax cut to billionaires, another one, another kind of tax cut to billionaires. How immoral is that? And yeah. make and, it and, personal. And go right after them. Yeah, and then you're done. I mean, done. Let them come back at you and say, well, you know, I don't give a shit about my mother's health care. Yeah, you know, let them say that. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a phrase, you know, in, in writing called, uh, immediate stress, which is in the middle of things. Right. You know, if you're writing a short story, never start at the beginning of the action. A short story is the last chapter of the novel you never wrote. Right. Yep. So you begin in the middle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and come verbally. You pop right up out of your seat, and get in their face. Yeah. You don't leisurely rise from your chair, dust yourself mm-hmm. off, and, mm-hmm. and fold your hands and give a professorial lecture, because you're not talking to someone who's going to be responsive to that. You pop right out of your chair, get right in their face, and say, "What a fucking, what a fucking cowardly thing to say." Yeah. Really. I, I mean, you're 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 okay with putting your mother on the fucking street so Paul Ryan can have a tax break? Really? Yeah. Is that the kind of son you are? Yeah. You know, and and Barack kind of Obama, I was impressed that he made it personal. I don't need another tax cut for me. Yeah. You know, he said, yeah. they want to give me another tax cut. You hate me? <laughs> they, yeah. Paul Ryan wants to give me a tax cut. So your mom will have to pay $6,000 more for her health care. That's what's yeah. going on here. So, yeah. Come, come, yeah. To me, come to me and talk about welfare cheats once yeah. you've marched in the streets for three years about corporate welfare. Yep. Until then, you're a fucking coward. When we when we're giving GE a uh-huh. tax refund, and yeah. they, and and companies that the taxpayer that you and I bailed out are now paying yeah, again, zero in taxes, how you, you cowardly that. is that? And when you know, you and I go right at 
you know, when I see you in the street protesting GE getting yep. tax rebates from our government yep. of your money, then come to me and talk to me about welfare. Until then, you're a fucking coward and you're a hypocrite. Yep. I don't, and I'm not interested in a thing you have to say. Period. Exactly. You know, drop, put the cue stick down, walk away. Yep. Because that's you've, you've made your point. And enough of those. Enough of those simple declarative sentences coming out of enough. And people either won't want to talk to you anymore yeah. or well, you'll change some minds. Yeah. And, and, and simple declarative clear statements that reflect your own sense of morality and your own outrage that anybody could believe such horse shit are powerful things. I'm not talking about throwing punches. I'm talking about being clear and unambiguous and not being apologetic about being a liberal and not backing down. Yep. And you get three or four or five or six or ten million people doing that, I guarantee things will change. Yeah, and they will. Uh-huh. For the better. Yes. Everybody oh, you got me. fits in the air. You got me the power. You, you tricked me, Blue Gal. <laughs> you tricked me into talking about writing, and now I'm all full of hopey and changey. So. <laughs> See? Damn it. That we was wanna- very impulsive of you. We want to thank our listeners. We think you guys are great, and we love your letters. Again, uh-huh. you can write to us at proleftpodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. We have a website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can listen to past episodes for free with no download and no registration. And, by the way, both of us have up at our blog. Have you posted it yet? I have. I have. Okay. Both of us have up at our blogs, either Blue Gal or Drift Glass, and you can just Google those. An interview that we that was very impromptu. You want to tell the story of this impromptu <laughs> interview we had at the Heartland Cafe? It was really kind of funny. To, to recapitulate um, my little post, um, we were having uh, breakfast with the uh, the awesome Matt Filipovich and the Kate. That his Kate. charming and delightful and lovely fiance. She is just um, a doll. And you know that dream where the <laughs> where suddenly the pitcher is knocked out of the game and the coach points up in the stand and says, Suit up, kid, you're on. Yeah. It, well, that we did that. We did that. Uh, there was uh, suddenly a gap in the schedule. One of the people who was supposed to be on the radio couldn't come. Matt was doing his uh, wonderful um, c- comedy stylings, uh, his liberal comedy stylings, and talking a, a lot of sense about politics. Um, and there was a, a, a initial first guest who was talking about cancer, I believe, mm-hmm. and was uh, was very very good. This is a, a regular radio feature, and but the third guest couldn't make it, so they had some time to fill. And Matt said, "Hey, how about hey, the professional how about left these guys? sitting right here? They're radio guys. Why don't you have them on? Yeah, and you know we hate that. <laughs> no, we don't. We oh, hate- we have nothing prepared. I don't know if we really have our radio voices was- with us right now." <laughs> But it was it was it was kind of caught cool us off guard. <laughs> we've been doing this now for 71, 72 episodes, yeah. depending on how you count. And we sort of know our stuff, and it's a fr- very friendly environment. And and uh, uh, the, our hostess was couldn't could have been more welcoming and, and yeah, more kind. She really and Matt's, was great. Yeah, Matt was great, and it was you know we were you know all we were all uh, you know gooped up on uh, on the the wonderful food at the Heartland, at which the Heartland you can get Cafe. at a ridiculously low price. Let me just tell you, and tip your wait staff because they're lovely people. So we were feeling good, got up on the mic, and I think we did a pretty pretty creditable job for having no preparation whatsoever. And they and they webcast their radio show on YouTube, so we have posted the YouTube, and you will see me. And yes. um, Drift Glass's hand as he picks up a cup of coffee and <laughs> drinks it. 
Yes. But he was off. He was off camera. So I played the I played the invisible hand of the market. <laughs> but anyway, we had a great time doing that. And so, if you would like to yeah. see us on the radio and listen to a segment, um, I don't think we're going to be able to put that up at the podcast website because it's. Um, really long and i tried to download the youtube today and it just it was dragging so go to youtube look up heartland cafe uh live at the heartland and it's the show for april 23rd and we're on at about the 40 minute mark but it's also up at my our blogs where if you click play it just goes to us so now we've also been busy this week uh fulfilling a request of several of our listeners but and by we we mean you blue well thank you i've i've been i've been Leaving the cornfield to come into the big city and and do some business with a bank and a post office. Uh And so we now have a bank account and a post office box where you can send uh, contributions if you wish to make a contribution to the podcast without doing it so electronically. You make checks payable to the Professional Left Podcast Mm -hmm. and mail them to the Professional Left Podcast, P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. And that address, by the way, is at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. If you're listening on your iPhone and you need to go get it, yes, it's and it's at our blogs also. So Mm -hmm. uh, we thank you very much. There were several people who had written to us and said, for whatever reason, I can't use PayPal and want to send you something. And so we we went through, jumped through the hoops to make that happen, and we really appreciate your support. Thank you. Those of you yeah. who are able to contribute electronically, you may do that at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. There is a donate button where you may do that. What else we got? Have I left anything else out? We're uh, still heading to Netroots Nation. Yes, uh, we're still heading to Netroots Nation and looking uh-huh. for support. I'm, I'm going to kind of crunch the numbers this week and see what we still need <laughs> on that. Uh, uh-huh. A couple of people have been very generous with us. We're very grateful. Yes, indeed. Um, one person covered Driftglass's hotel room, and another person covered his uh, registration. So those two big chunk items are covered. And then uh-huh. we've had those wonderful $5 contributions, which makes such a difference just in terms of lifting our spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. re- oh, wow, somebody felt like they could endorse us and give us a vote mm-hmm. of confidence with 5 bucks. That makes such a mental difference to us and we really appreciate it so thank you for those of you who, who uh are curious about you know the the sort of how it feels to be on the other end of the microphone or the or the keyboard mm-hmm. um f- both of us sit in essentially empty rooms and i know i've said this before and and put something on a blank sheet of paper or talk into a headphone to each other once a week and there's no feedback except from yeah. each other and and the idea that suddenly out of literally nowhere someone will send you an email from Scandinavia or Guam or Kansas or Oklahoma or Texas or um, England that that just says you have no idea what what you just said meant to me um, contribution or not or just a very kind word or a very thoughtful thing or something you've never thought of before is so intensely rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it just, it, I feel vertiginous every time. I, that's a big word that Barack Obama could not possibly know because he got into Harvard <laughs> wrong. He cheated his way in. That's the next conspiracy. Yeah, by the way, is uh, we're going to just work our way forward through his life, challenging every event along the way, from the birth of his children to marriage to everything. So, get ready for it, babies, because mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. But 
it's a, it's richly rewarding and, and I feel blessed and lucky to, uh, to get that kind of feedback and that kind of, uh, back padding. So. Absolutely. And thank yeah. you. And, and, you know, we really didn't get in too much to Donald Trump. No. <laughs> and the birther fuck thing him. because fuck it, we have more. Well, you know what? And 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 I was glad Heather Heather uh, over at Crooks and Liars put up a post of Lawrence O'Donnell's shouting match with Orly Tates. Yeah. And said, you know, we really have more important things to discuss, like getting Americans back to work. Yeah. And defending Social Security and Medicare from this insane budget proposal, and those are the things that we talked about. So. I feel good about that, and yeah. well, um, I, I, I think, it, and we've we've actually touched on this theme before too, which is in one encapsulated sense. I think President Obama's attitude is very much that of the parent who doesn't want to give the petulant child what they're screaming for. Right, right. Who knows that that only encourages childish, petulant behavior. Yep. And and the GOP has thrown a two and a half year fucking tantrum. Yeah. And and I, I really on this specific issue, I think is much more the dad of two daughters than anything yeah. else. Yeah. That you can't give a screaming nut job child what it wants. Well, <laughs> and he's, give, he's given them enough, and that's the thing. They've yeah. had their fifteenth lollipop from this dad, and it's enough yeah. already. I yeah. hope that's what's happening. Uh, I, I pray that that's what's happening. Let me just say, we again, we're very grateful to our listeners for their support, financial and in terms of emails and supportive words. We're very, very grateful to you and thank you. And uh, we're still having fun. And we, we're still yeah, hopeful we still for this country and we're still grateful for the opportunity to share ideas with you on how to communicate to make this world a better place. That's what we want to do. That's really mm-hmm. our goal. And on that note, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? The Internet Kitties both agree. Donald Trump is a pussy. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2011, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.